Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Ahoy hoy, cheeky monkeys. Uh, it's not Danny joining you tonight for this live show. It's not even Jason. It's a freshly trimmed Josh. I don't really know how to start this. Other than we are a Burkett Wonderland, we are now officially back to being an Arsenal podcast because we've ignored what happened at the weekend. Yeah, we're here to talk through Liverpool 1, Arsenal 2. So I think that makes us Premier League champions now. That's how it works, right? First in the chat box, I think, was Christian... Andreasen, uh, J Rob in there, Renry, History Hunters UK. I don't know who they are. That's a great little name. Thunder Road, Archie, Carlito Aguna. I see Stefan Selby in there, Jackasaurus. Oh, I saw someone else in there that I haven't seen for a while. Who was it? Oh, that's it. It's our very own Colonial Canon, uh, who I feel like with my new glasses and my moustache is very shredder. So everybody say hello to Jason as well because. Yeah, it's nice. But I will say hello to my actual guests. One of them I've been stalling for a while to work out if his YouTube's muted or not, but I'll still come to him second, just in case it isn't, and introduce Nick first. Nick, how's it going? Yeah, doing good. How are you doing, Josh? Not too bad, thank you. I think we were discussing pre-pod that uh, we spent most of the second half avoiding the match and more hiding behind the sofa and hoping it would all come come through. I did see, like, after 15 minutes, I thought the clock had broken again on the TV, but it wasn't. <laughs> Absolutely. And secondly, it is Femi. How's it going, Femster? Going good, guys. Good to see everyone. Uh, weird game, but, you know, we're here to talk about it, entertain you. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And, well, where do we kind of start? I suppose we could talk through the lineups. There are a couple of changes uh, Femi, when you saw it come through, what did you kind of think of that lineup? Because to be honest, I had no idea what, what um, would line up. I, I expected a few changes because we did look sort of dead in our feet by the end of the game on Sunday. And uh, like uh, Mikel Arteta has been pointing out, we've had the most games of any team since the restart. And majority of times we are second up as well so i mean with the game on saturday as well a lot of teams don't have a game on saturday like liverpool don't so they could put out a full strength team we don't we've got a game on saturday we've got a game on wednesday um villa have got a rest you know kind of because the way the fixtures work for them they they kind of haven't but they've got a rest while we've got a game so at some point you are going to have to rest the players and let's be honest, after I saw the Spurs result today, I thought where when a lot of things is going to have to go our way to finish top six, top seven anyway. But, you know, we, 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 I, I, I figured Aubameyang would need a rest at some point. You can't keep going like a machine. He plays, when he plays, he doesn't get substituted as well. So, uh, figured. And, uh, I mean, the two defenders that were rested, I think that's a, pretty good decision personally (laughs) (laughs) absolutely nick what were your kind of expectations once you saw that line up and going into the game well yeah when i i mean i put in the whatsapp group when i thought Aubameyang weren't playing i just had a little bit of a meltdown and i thought no he's throwing the game he's only worrying about the fa cup semi-final at the weekend but 
I don't know how Andy Change was at foot. Was it going? I think it's gone four two three one, and somehow we've managed to win that game. I I don't know how, but I'll try and talk people through it. All right, let's go into the kind of the first half. Um... Because I thought we'd start with a back three, and it kind of was a back three. Then it became a back four. Mm. Not really sure what's kind of going on, but we then get into Mane's kind of goal. Um, it was pretty early on, wasn't it, Femi? Because we never really got control of the game at that point. No, no, you must have been faring the worst in the first, <laughs> the first, <laughs> I don't know, first ninety minutes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were, we were sort of. We're a bit all over the place to start with, to be fair. I don't think, I think that the, before we got our goals, we were, we looked all over the place. I mean, they, they weren't breaking us down per se, but just like you said, the formation was just, just all over the place. Uh, we were, it was fluid, but it was a weird type of fluid, wasn't it? Where we, Tierney was then pushing to left back sometimes, dropping into centre back. But then what, what was happening was we were sort of three on three at the back and Mane was just getting so much joy in, in the spaces between Holden and Cedric. Um, first goal, I mean, for me, it was so easy. It, it, it just, it, I mean, it, it was like a training game, wasn't it? That first goal, it was just literally just a couple of passes through our defence and ping back straight in the goal, fearing the worst at that point. Uh, we just didn't start, to be honest. Nick, what did you kind of think of our defending in that kind of situation as well? Because it looked like we were so concerned about stopping the cross, we just didn't think about any runners. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't work out because it looked like um, Rob Holden was playing right back at the time and the cross went straight in between all of our players. I'm not even sure where David Louise was at the time. I don't know if he was up the field or something. I'd even, I couldn't even see him in the picture, but... That was just too easy. It seemed like simple schoolboy, you know, too many people going for the cross and not enough people holding position. Because you think if Holden hadn't have gone for that ball and um, Cedric had gone where he should have been, he could have just been standing there and it could have just been a standard block and a kick up field. But why we had so many people going for Mana, uh, for the cross, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think I saw David Louise trying to stop the cross, but I think he got nutmegged. Oh, yeah. so that's why he wasn't, he wasn't even Yeah, <laughs> that's why he was out of the picture. Because I saw Cedric halfway up the field looking like he was injured or I don't know what was going on with him. So if you've got both your centre-backs between the goalpost yeah. and the corner flag, that's not really where you want them. No, no, absolutely not. Um, but fortunately, I think it's not. it's probably safe to say that that wasn't the worst offending in the game. That's no, all. Wasn't us. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, we had one moment, didn't we? <laughs> we had plenty, but we, at least we had Martinez <laughs> to kind of help us out. Um, I'm talking about Martinez. Oh yeah, you forgot that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's, I, that's I, a good point. Actually, wasn't that. it? Yeah, yeah. that was, that like was before the one nil goal as well, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Do you want to go for it, Femi? No, no, you go for it. <laughs> you well, remember it, it's just, a, just, a, just a standard save from um, Martinez, like in the catch. I couldn't have said he threw it out to uh, look like Tierney, which was he was nearly on the halfway line. And then similar to the last game where the fullback just smacked it to the fullback and for, uh, to the centre half. I think that was David Louise again. And he just left it for Martinez for some reason. 
And then Martinez was like, yeah, I've got all day. I've got all day. And he didn't have all day. <laughs> and, he, and then that was Firmino, wasn't it? It was, sure it was yeah. and he played it off Firmino. Luckily, that just clipped the you know the rebound just just clipped the outside of the post and went out for a goal kick. So I was like, oh no! So I yeah, but that was our one bad bit of defending for the day. We didn't do no more. Yeah, I was so worried. <laughs> yeah, it's something I completely <laughs> forgot about, so I blanked out my brain because <laughs> Firmino always scores against us as well, and I'm pretty sure. I'm going to throw it out as a lazy stat, but has he scored this season in the league? He hasn't scored away from home for about a year. Yes. I don't know if he has just recently, but he went over a year without scoring mm. away. Black is it? Yeah. To be fair, I think he. he I thought the stat was he was having trouble scoring at, at Anfield. Oh, it may be. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, just, maybe he just doesn't score wrong. anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew he was having a barren season, but he knows he can't score home and away. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, right. Well, the next bit after the first goal that I've completely missed the fact that we've got Firmino. Did anything happen between us getting our first goal and Mane getting his? Because I didn't have anything in my notes. I think I was <laughs> no. just, I think I was just crying. No, we, we, we literally, honestly, I mean, uh, from an attacking point, I, I don't even know how you analyse this this performance. This was, um, I, I can't remember us putting five passes together before we scored a goal, like in a string anywhere, whether it's at the back or in the, I mean, usually if we keep possession, it's usually, you know, our defenders passing amongst each other's, but you know, um, <laughs> we, we went up the field <laughs> and oh, we got a goal. It's <laughs> like daylight robbery, isn't it? Like Lacazette <laughs> should be wearing a mask when he's uh, getting this goal. It's, yeah, who wants to talk us through it? Because, you know, turns out our most creative player is Virgil van Dijk. Yeah, Nick can do the first one. I'll do the second yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't understand because um, Van Dijk, is, as we know, he's never made one single error for Liverpool since he's been there. And, you know, never committed a foul, never done anything wrong. And I can't understand. He had all the time in the world and rather than just play the ball, decided to put his hand out and just try and shove our player. But rather than do that, he somehow... Like just kicked the ball straight to Lacazette, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" You know, he didn't even need to do that, and he was more worried about, you know, showing his presence on the ball, saying, "I'm so comfortable, I can just stand there and not do nothing." And I mean, I wouldn't say we did our player push him. Really, I don't say it was a push. He just sort of he put his hand out. Our bloke grabbed his arm. He grabbed his arm. And then he passed it to Lacazette, who went round the keeper and put it in the net. And I was like, hang on, what's going on? You know, that's the sort of thing we do every game, not Liverpool. Yeah, definitely. It's the kind of, oh, what was it? It's just that kind of Reese Nelson, I think, is the player that's on yeah. Van Dyke to try and put him off. And yeah, it's the kind of, uh, well, I'll probably mention it later about how Liverpool, uh, you know, yeah. trying to call call about uh to get pulled back for a foul on van dyke but he's just you know i've seen van dyke in the flesh uh femi you must have seen him when he's come to the emirates as well nick i don't know if you've seen van dyke in the flesh the guy's built like a heavyweight boxer yeah, he's a big guy he is absolutely huge like even just on tv you think oh he's big but then when you see him in the flesh and you're like fuck 
he's he big be. and he and he can play, which is why that mistake was a little bit unusual, isn't it? But to to, to give us a bit of credit, I mean, we've kind of scored. I mean, what the Eddie and Ketia goal on the restart? We had mm. the uh, Aubameyang goal on the restart from pressuring. So we are quite, you know, you, we do time our sort of pressuring into goalkeepers and centre backs. We do seem to be getting it a bit better as well. So it is that little bit of pressure that kind of can force a mistake, which is what teams do to us. To be fair, and we just sort of panic. So it, it's good to, for the shoe to be on the other foot for once. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, let's move on through the rest of the half as well. Uh, nice little bit of Xhaka elbowing Cedric in the face. I like that a lot. Uh, I think he lost a contact lens because of it. Um, I think we were trying to get a foul out of it, or Cedric was anyway, until he realised it was Xhaka's elbow. Um, and then 42 minutes in, big bulb holding is flying around the pitch like a Blue asked, what's it? And uh, takes down Sadio Mane, who responds in a Harry Maguire-esque kickback. Uh, now, Nick, you're incensed about this in the group. Yeah, so well, do you want to talk through it? Cause well, they actually, he actually it. gave the foul to Rob Holden because the ball had gone and Mane had gone through. But... For some reason, Mane just lashed out very similar, and I'm going to use my, you know, our own players thing, very similar to Vieira and Van Nistelrooy years ago, a bit of a kick out. And Bob Holden just, rather than chuck himself up on the air screaming like a baby, just looked down and you could see he just said, really? Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if he was trying to kick him or trying to get him to react, to get Rob Holden to kick him or something. But... Nothing came of it, but then I looked, you know, VAR, from what I've heard, didn't even look at it. I mean, I heard um, Smudger on the commentator said, oh, man, he's had a little bit of a kick out there. That's a bit naughty. But then nothing happened, you know, and I just thought, well, if you kick out at a player, irrelevant, especially with VAR, it doesn't matter if you make contact. You know, the game is stopped for a foul, our foul, and he he's just flicks a leg at Rob Holden which he did I suppose he did well not to react one way or the other because I don't know if I'd want our players you know chuck himself on the floor pretending to be injured or something but that's what you seem to have to do nowadays to get anyone sent off but yeah that was a weird one yeah we saw Rob holding against uh, we can go back to that kind of Wembley uh, FA Cup final and him with Diego Costa you know, just getting into his head. We know he's got like a level head on him and knows that kind of game to get into another striker's head. But Femi, did you think that, you know, at least VAR should have had a look at that one? Yeah, it doesn't play for Arsenal, does he? So no. <laughs> how would VAR have a, have a look at anything that needs to be overturned? <laughs> to be honest, um, I think holding just, just standing his ground sort of just nullifies the issue, doesn't it? Because if you look at the, uh, the Eddie Nketiah one, it's the player going down. That sort yeah. of and a big scream, you know, those are the types of things, especially in the atmosphere where there's no fans in the ground. The referee will hear the big screams, you know, all of that stuff. And that's that's those are the little things that that make a difference. But by holding just standing his ground and sort of just looking at him, you know, the referee probably 
didn't think much much more to it to be honest. He, he didn't even give a yellow card or anything. So it's not. It's probably a nothing to be honest. They probably forgot about it by half time. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that um, they had other things to worry about Liverpool after that because you know I think a minute after that maybe even just the long ball up from it uh, we get our second goal Femi Reese Nelson yeah once yeah. again uh, that was a mistake from from Allison this time wasn't it uh, yeah. the goalkeeper made a mistake uh, he made a couple of those actually where even though we didn't attack much we, we came close to stealing the ball from him about three times um, but yeah Lacazette um, uh, won the ball back um, nice little ball to Reese. Uh, I thought he was going to miss because he had a he had a chance earlier, didn't he, Reese Nelson, where he could have um, he could have squared it, but I think he was he would have been offside anyway. But he totally messed it up anyway. And to be fair, I was I was really glad for Reese Nelson. I am because he gets for some reason he seems to get a lot of stick. Um, for me, like he doesn't get enough chances to to give him stick. Um, I, I mean, in other groups that I'm in, who are not Arsenal fans. There's a few Arsenal players that they just don't get, and he's he's one of them, to be fair. And a lot of Arsenal fans probably don't get him either because we haven't seen enough of him. Um, but for me, it's a good goal for him. Um, um, obviously, Arteta had a lot of belief in him when he first came in. He was playing a, ahead of Pepe, to be honest. And it's good for him to get a goal in the Premier League for his confidence. Um, you know, he didn't really do much in the game, but it, it, you know, it's it's good just just to give him a bit of a, 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 um, a confidence boost, hopefully, for his his future career. Yeah, I mean, I was a bit worried when I saw him kind of get the ball. I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think he had the kind of confidence to put that away. I was still umming and ahhing when he got it, but it was an excellent finish from him. And it was. I mean, I mean. To- that's, I mean, sorry, yeah, not to cut you off, Josh, but yeah. if you if we really look at Reese as a, he was under twenty three player of the year two years ago, and it was just purely just his composure, his finishing, his free kicks, his long shots. He was really, really good, you know, of that age group for us. Anyway, he's he was the standout player of most of the age groups that he went through. You know, even Saka's probably an age group below him who's just come out of nowhere. But if you're looking at the Reese Nelson, um, Emil Smith role age group, Reese is the standout player of, of all of them at that age group. But it just hasn't translated to Premier League football, which can happen sometimes, or it could take time for him to, to develop, which is probably better in the long run. Yeah. Do you think that next, that like one of his troubles might have been the position he plays as a winger? It's kind of difficult to get into an Arsenal side as a young winger that we've seen. You know, Saka purely did it because he had the opportunity and really took it. And to be honest, kind of got his from playing left back. So what did you think about, do you think that has a thing to it with Nelson? That the position he plays in has been harder for him to come through? Yeah, I think I'm yeah, oh, sorry, I threw something at me. No, no, go for it, go for it. Yeah, I think when we um, loaned him out a couple of years ago to Germany, I think he had a really good, like, two or three months where he was, I think he was voted, like, player of the month or something like over there. Yeah. And everyone on Twitter was just going absolutely mad, saying we got the next best thing and blah bloody blah And then he sort of died off a bit, came back, and I think he, like Josh said, he struggled to get into the team so I think, like we said, we started sometimes we're playing 
three at the back. Sometimes we're playing, you know, we're playing normal, what you'd call full backs or wing backs. And we've got a lot of players like that, but I don't know if he's like very defensively minded. So, you know, if he's going to play as a wing back, I don't know if they'd like to play him there, but you know, as a, as he's playing at the moment as a front front three sort of player, sort of like a left forward or right forward or whatever that is. I'm quite happy for him to have a go there. But like I said, he's got to get, I think he's one of these players. If he gets a run in the team, I think his confidence will step up and you'll see him start playing the same way. Um, um, Zaka was playing over the last, you know, was it just before Christmas when he was really, coming on and just getting a run of game. So I think that's the best thing for him. If you just just leave him in the team for the rest of the season, because I don't think we've got much to play for other than the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, Femi, yeah, we've got three, hopefully four games for the rest of the season. Do you think with this kind of performance we saw from Reese Nelson that he could start arguably three of those games? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not going to play against City, let's be honest. Um, and to be honest, if you look at the position after tonight, I quite fancy us to make it in the top. I quite fancy us to make it in the top six stroke seven. That sounds really crazy. But if you look at the fixtures that the other team have, they're all playing each other. So they are definitely going to drop points. But my biggest fear is we got to this position last season, didn't we? And then we had like a couple of easy looking games and then we just absolutely fell apart, didn't we? So I think we just need to go our strongest attacking lineup against, we're going to face different problems against Villa and Watford, aren't we? Two teams that are going to sit back and want to counter us. So we need our strongest players further up the pitch, to be honest. So let, I think we need to need to go. And he's definitely not not playing against City, is he? Let's be honest. I mean, I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying that's how you'd get him to play more consistently if you played him. I don't think he will either. He's probably played. He probably won't play again for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good point. I think it depends on what happens. I don't expect him to play City. I was wondering if he could play himself into... A potential final FA Cup final team uh, game, but you know, be on the bench as we've got extra players. On the <laughs> yeah, bench. absolutely. <laughs> I'd say even Berza Ozil makes our bench, but you know, <laughs> I think really conversation. because Tierney got injured, and I think Kalasinac got injured, and I don't think we had any left backs at all. So we played him for like five or six games because. I don't think we had anyone else at all. So, yeah. He's took his chance and now he's doing well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. That's kind of half time through. Uh, well, it takes us through to half time. Let's have a talk to the chat box because I've seen there's a lot going on in there. See, Chris Lodato's in there. Uh, Mr. Epic, Carlito Aguna, I think I mentioned already. Stefan Selby was there. I saw Ellis has left us because. Um, well, I'll say hi to Scylla um, and say don't don't be mean to Ellis. He's a nice man, really. Uh, Sean is in there. David Keith, Avon Tellington, unknown driller has a message retracted. Um, I'm assuming that's John Welsh's alter ego, unknown driller. Uh, the Coltons, Loki seventy three. Uh, people in the chat box. There's a hundred and eighty nine, I believe, watching at the moment. And I've got 59 likes. 
60 likes. It's like you already knew what I was going to ask. Um, yeah, I think 30. Uh, so what do you reckon? How many do you reckon, guys, do you think I should hit? Because it's like a, there's nearly 200 people in there now, and we're on 68 likes. 89. 89. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with 89 because we can't do anything with 2 1. We're at 69 now. Maybe leave it there. That's a nice number. Um, the same amount of possession Liverpool had in this game as well 69%. I remember seeing in the second half it got up to 90 something. That was pretty nice. But yeah, let's get it up to 89. Come on. As Jason would say, tappy, tappy. Um, oh, and quickly, just to show off to Danny, uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is in the chat box as well. That's two middle fingers up to Danny, who just avoided that name last time. Um, so, yeah, second half. Doesn't take long for Torreira to get a book in. That's, <laughs> I think I put that down as uh, 45 minutes. He just came out and two-footed someone. Um, I'm not sure who it was, but I did say it was a harsh yellow. But I don't know what you guys yeah. felt about that one. So awesome. I mean, we we I mean the the rate that we get yellow cards is 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 amazing, isn't it? We literally make about maybe maximum maximum ten tackles in a game, and we always seem to get three or four yellow cards. No matter no matter what tackle we put in, no matter how soft or how hard it is, we always get a yellow card. Imagine Arsenal being bottom of the fair play league. Yeah. You would have, with all our soft players, <laughs> you would have even thought of that. But yeah, those are the typical yellows that we seem to be getting this season. Yeah. Um, who, I was just about to have a look at it because I had up how much, uh, how many fouls we committed. We committed 14 fouls, apparently, mm. in this game. Uh, I can't tell you what they all were. Because we only got booked for a couple. Uh, no, Jack oh. had a yellow card as well. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. <laughs> and now we've got something that definitely was a foul. Forty-seven minutes in, Trent Alexander-Arnold flies in on Saka, gets a yellow card. VAR doesn't look at it. It's got some serious Eddie and Ketia vibes. Um, who wants to take this one? Because I think we're all going to say the same thing. And Liverpool might come up in it. But Nick, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, that, that happened pretty much in the exact same position as Eddie's one. You know, yellow card straight out. And what I can't understand, because I watched the Leicester game last week, and I just can't understand. I don't, and they just didn't show the replay again. And again and again. I remember last week they shoot that replay in three or four different angles seventeen times, and then the ref went over to the TV, looked at it from that angle, and went, "Yep, I'll give you a red card." Which I think the only two times this year a referee has actually gone to the monitor was to send off Enketia and before was a Bamiang. So I don't know why they're only allowed to look at the monitor when Arsenal are playing. But yeah, the, I don't like to say that the refs are all cheaters and they're all up, they all live up in the Midlands and Leicestershire and they all love Liverpool and Man U and hate all the London clubs, but maybe they do. But it's just, you know, we want consistency. You know, what VAR's brought in, there's more inconsistency between the referees and the VAR. So they've actually brought in more inconsistency 
because sometimes the VAR just doesn't look at anything. Yeah, Femi, what did you reckon to that as well? Similar kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think. It's, it's, I think it, the the similarities with Eddie is that in real time it looks like a yellow, doesn't it? But in slow motion, you can see that it's a very very similar challenge. And one of the things I actually heard about VAR and the referees going to the monitor is they're not they were not supposed to be allowed to show the tackle in slow motion to the referee that they sh- they were only allowed to see it in real time. So the difference was, if you look at the Eddie one, as soon as the referee went to the monitor, they showed it to him in slow motion once, not even twice, just once, and he came back on and sent Eddie off. This time, and we saw it again last week, was it a Burnley player that did it as well, that went <laughs> right through someone. He got a yellow card, they didn't even take a look, and that was even worse than either of these two tackles. So who knows what the plan is for VAR because the way that and I said it at the beginning of the season I said you might whether you like VAR or not I just don't like the way the Premier League referees handle situations that some of them are so arrogant the way they walk around it's just it's just a weird situation you know like thinking about Mike Dean running VAR you're just thinking what's what's the point of that (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And yeah, it's a great point. I kind of totally agree with you that VAR works everywhere else. Why is it not working in England? And, you know, also, why are none of our refs going to World Cups or Euros? You know, maybe there's a pattern here. Maybe they're all corrupt and shit. Sorry, but that's the word, you know, what they say, a clear and obvious error. Well, Hmm. what the hell does that mean? You know, yeah. if that's going from like if a, if a player if he says he got the ball, and it turns out he didn't get the ball, and that's a clear and obvious error. Mm. That's one or the other. But a lot of these fouls, like I mean, even this one tonight, he gave a yellow. It wasn't until we saw the replay we thought, oh, that's a bit nasty. He's, it looks like he's left a bit on him there. But you know, the, even that is probably not a clear and obvious error. But how come sometimes that is a clear and obvious error and we've got to watch the replay 17 times? That's They've got to make it a lot more black and white what we go to VAR for and what we don't go to VAR for because everyone's always screaming at VAR and I don't think anyone, apart from Liverpool, are happy with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got away with a couple uh, mm. definitely today that I would have thought VAR would have come down a little stronger on us and yeah as you say in that kind of situation that we saw today I immediately went that's a red card as soon as I saw the tackle before even a yellow came out it's like it's a red because we saw what happened with Eddie but yeah I think the fact that FIFA have taken control of this now to standardise it across all leagues kind of shows that you know maybe Arsene Wenger knew what he was talking about when he said Anthony Taylor's corrupt um (laughs) But we shall see. Uh, it's a good thing, Nicky. You can slag off the referees as well. Don't worry. We're not held to the same standards as the managers. Danny won't give you a two-game ban or get you to podcast from the broom closet because you've said something you shouldn't about referees. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, a um, couple of subs came in afterwards. Um, let's talk about Lacazette because Lacazette came off for uh, Aubameyang. What did you think of his performance today, Femi? 
I, I, I mean, how do you? I can't really judge any of our forwards' performance mm. because they literally had nothing to feed on. I, I, I can't remember a like a forward pass that they even had to control. I mean, it was just we were just pumping the ball to the corners one way or another, either the one side or the other or out of play. That's all we did. Um, it's hard to, to judge a, a striker's performance there because he, I mean, he scored, he got another goal, that was at three and four, which is, must be good. He looks, he looks confident a lot more. Um, I wish he had tucked away those chances in the Leicester game because that's actually a, a game that's a difference maker for us right now. Um, but, you know, a goal, worked hard, didn't look as tired, got got subbed off a lot earlier today to save him for Saturday. Uh, job done, I'd say, as a striker. Yeah. Uh, and, Nick, we also saw little Lucas come off as well. What did you think of Torreira's performance? Because I think it's the first time we've seen him start for, well, since he broke his ankle at Portsmouth. Yeah, I do like little Torreira. I mean, he's a scrappy little player, sort of runs around kicking people, which is what you want. I, mean, I think the commentator said that as he come up, come off, I don't know if it was Tyler or Smudger, but they said, oh, he's been booked, so he might as well take him off because what can, what can he do if he can't tackle people because he might get sent off? So, yeah, I think he done well to take him off to protect players, you know, to protect them from getting sent off rather than tactical. I, w- I wish we'd do that a lot more. You know, things like that. I mean, uh, I know it's gone back like, to the last game. Like, you know, when we're playing against teams that have got players booked, like fullbacks and stuff like that, we never seem to cap- capitalise on stuff like that. You know, knowing he's booked, he can't put another foot wrong. If you're playing up against him, he should be in your pocket for the rest of the game or until he gets subbed off. But, yeah, he done okay. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to get up to any type of match fitness before the season's over, though, because well, we've got three, maybe four games left. So, yeah, but we'll, we'll see. I'm happy with them. Yeah, yeah, we've got Man City, when's that? The weekend. Then Villa during that midweek, Watford, and then potentially an FA Cup final. I don't want to jump in too much. We've just beaten Liverpool, though. So, can we beat City? Maybe. Man City beat them 4-0 four night ago. Yeah, that's true. Stranger things have happened though, right? We're Arsenal. We've learned how to do fouls and stuff and (laughs) (laughs) win games with people fucking up. It'll be fine. Edison's not that good, is he? He's not as good as Alisson. Well, hopefully he throws the ball to one of our players then. Exactly. Uh, Something, we'll get them uh, Loris Karius for for a game. (laughs) Or maybe Bravo comes in. Who knows? Um, but the second half was pretty. How are we going to describe it, guys? Are we going to go with Dyer? <laughs> are we going to go with Dyer? Or are we going to go like backs to the wall? Great defending from us because I. Oh. I mean. I don't know. I mean, if a, if a team played like that against us, we would. I mean, the commentator would be raving about them. Oh, look at them throwing their bodies on the line and solid, defending well you know, organised. I mean, Liverpool only got through us once in the whole half, which was when uh, Maitland-Niles lost his men, but he did well to recover and put him off. But apart from that, they didn't... I mean, imagine the difference between the start of the season and now with 
I mean, the start of the season, I mean, I'll always go back to that, that Watford game. That was one of the most, that was one of the saddest matches I've ever watched as an Arsenal fan defensively. Um, I mean, just teams just were just getting the ball and running right through the middle of us, which has just stopped now. Um, but offensively, that's got to be up there with the worst of offensive Arsenal performance I think I've ever seen. Like, honestly, uh, Arsenal Wenger will be rolling in his bed tonight, wherever he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, to be honest, I was so nervous. I didn't know how to take that game. I couldn't even tell if we were defending well. It was just like, I was just laughing. I was like, this is funny. Because the only thing they can do is ping it out to one of their fullbacks who's just whipping in crosses, like full Pete, David Moyes, Manchester United versus, was it Crystal Palace or Fulham where they put in 50 crosses? So it was ridiculous. Just what was going in? And... We did get a bit lucky on some of them. That was yeah. sort of bouncing around the box. And I'm like, are our guys actually doing really well to block that? Our defenders, or are we just falling over on top of the ball and somehow managing to block it? And look, so not much happened after that. I was thinking Liverpool aren't going to score here. We, we've got this. And then like 10 seconds later, I'm like, no, 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 they're going to score. <laughs> just, it's pretty much happened like that the whole, because sometimes you watch a game and you think, and even when I think we've done this to Man U and Chelsea a few times, where we beat them, uh, and we're like, they ain't scoring today. With with and with half an hour to go, we just thought they're not they're not there today. Nothing's working. Whereas this one, like every thirty seconds, I thought, up oh, they're going to score. They're going to score because they have. I mean, they're champions because they are probably the best team this season. But they have had like quite a lot of the luck of the you know, the ball bouncing decisions, you know, just happens to just fall to them. That's what I was just waiting for. Like, not saying, you know, we're terrible defending, like our local crosser that'll hit one of our own players and just fall to Mo Salah on the penalty spot. Something like that was going to happen. And when they put five minutes up, I was like, nope, got to hide in the toilet now. Can't watch anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just before they put that board up as well, Willock has that chance. Femi, talk us through it, because it was almost a goal, and we would have got only away chance. with it. Only chance of the game, really, that we created. Um, it's good. Uh, it's actually good. It's probably the first time we we passed the ball to one of our own players in the, in the Liverpool box. Um, he really... He really snatched at it, didn't he? And and you know, Willock, one of the things that I mean I mean, I'm not his biggest, biggest fan. Um, but to be fair, he gets played in so many different positions. It's he must just be confused sometimes. Today he was playing a force something. It wasn't even a force nine, it was like a force. I think someone said on the show last night, uh, I think it was Stan said force eight. It was a weird position, but um He's usually a good finisher. To be fair, he does mm. he does score quite a lot of goals, but he totally he had time he had time, but he panicked and just blasted it wide. But yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was yeah. it. That's, that yeah. was it for for us, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, right? We're like trying to find highlights of the second half. Like, well, <laughs> VAR should have sent off Alexander Arnold, and then we were just we just dug in and just. It was amazing, just the kind of defensive performance. I think looking at it on hindsight, watching it live, nerve-wracking as hell. Oh, 
not a minute went past where I didn't think they're going to head this, they're going to get it. I was so happy when they brought Minamino on. So I was like, well, if they're going to put the ball into the box, at least he's tiny <laughs> compared to Firmino, who might be able to get on the end of it. Um, but yeah, we won. I'm still a bit in shock. I think that's why we're not as <laughs> ecstatic as well. Because <laughs> we're normally like, always on the other side, aren't we? We're yeah. normally where we're battered a team and somehow managed to lose from a team that's had two shots. It, we don't know how to feel when it happens the other way. Yeah, I mean, let's put it in context. We've just leapfrogged Burnley. <laughs> oh, so, let's bring it all back down to earth. That's all right. We're on 53 points. Uh, yeah, so we're now in ninth. Uh, what, with two games left to play? Sheffield United are a point ahead of us with a game in hand. Them up the road, two points ahead of us. Wolves, three points ahead of us. We won't go into my United and Leicester City because, yeah, they're a bit out of our reach, I think, 59 points. Um, but but yeah. I think the, the, the fixtures do work for us. I mean, Sheffield United are going to Leicester which is a bit of yeah. a, a tough game. Um, Wolves are probably, we're probably not catching Wolves. Um, looking at their fixtures, they got Palace, but they got, I think they got Chelsea on the last day or something like that. Yeah, Chelsea away on the last day. So that's a possibility. The the one that I'm worried about is that those, those guys across the road are going to finish ahead of us, which is so annoying because we should have buried them Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they've got Leicester next week. So yeah, we can Leicester kind of see. All over the shop, aren't they? Really? Yeah. Just, and then it's Palace as well. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to get Palace. down to that. So <laughs> hope that we can finish above Spurs. But, you know. Would any knows? of you, Rupp, would any of you take getting into Europa League over winning the FA Cup? Like through the league. I don't know if you win the FA mm. Cup, you get a Europa League spot anyway, but I'd rather win I'd rather win the League Cup and finish mid table than I would just getting into Europe. Yeah, I'd rather a trophy for sure. Because that's what it's all about, trophies, you know. I don't all this top four trophy going into Europe and stuff like that. That doesn't bother you don't get you yeah, you play in Europe next season and we'll earn a few million quid more that Stan won't let us spend. If we win a trophy, we could say, yeah, we won a trophy. That was a good day. Yeah. Uh, Femi, what do you reckon? Are you taking silverware or...? That's a good point, actually. Honestly, I had not even thought of winning the FA Cup as a realistic Hmm. option because every time I think of Man City, I just think uh, we're going to concede three goals somehow which is what we yeah. always do against them. But but no, you, you make a good point, actually. It would be much, much... I think even for the players, their confidence going forward as well. Um, because, I mean, as they're saying, it's going to be a very quick turnaround to the new season. So imagine finishing on a high of of uh, winning at Wembley and then coming back into sort of season like four weeks later. The, 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 the players will be very, very, very high going into the next season. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Because, you know, we've just beaten Liverpool. I know we got smashed by Man City and they got smashed by Man City as well. But there's going to be confidence in that group now that, you know, we can really push on in this game. And I think it was the same as when we went to City, what, in the semi-final three seasons now? Three seasons ago? 
it's 2007 where we went there and we somehow beat them and got to the FA Cup final. So the same thing could happen. I think with that one, that's a good thing about football. Strange things happen. They only rested De Bruyne earlier. So, you know, it's not like they've done the same thing that we've done. Uh, all right, let's go to questions because that kind of wraps up the show in that kind of regard from talking about the game. By the way, 230 people watching, only 87 likes. We said try and get to 89, sort it out. It's the nicest thing I'll say from that. Um, question for you. Should we go with this one? Let's go to you, Femi. Uh, from Mike Hertz, uh, taking into consideration all the praise Arteta has given Cedric, are you surprised Arteta sees Bellerin as his starting right back? No. I think Cedric, what, he's played two and a bit games since January which is what they mentioned that in, in the commentary today as well. So, you know, he's played two and a bit games. Um, so I think rotating them is a, is quite a good way to go. Um, Bellerin hasn't, he looks physically a bit stronger, but in terms of touch and technique, it just, it just hasn't come back. He looks like he's now, you know, doing his preseason from his injury. That's, that's what Bellerin looks like. Um, I, I mean, I still, I still see something in Bellerin. I still want to give him a chance and just hope that the rust, it's just, it looks really rusty. I hope that the rust just goes away and um, he grows in confidence. But I mean, if you've got two of them fighting for the the position and then who knows what's going to happen with uh, Maitland-Niles, we'll see. You know, he came on and did an okay job at right back as well, filled in. So no, I'm not surprised to see Bellerin still starting, to be honest. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Nick, question from you from Archie. Uh, what are your thoughts on Arteta calling out the board to buy quality players and don't stand still? Well, he's got to say something, isn't he? I mean, we now found out, was it today that the transfer window, was it the 28th of July till the 5th of October? I think they've put dates on it now. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Hopefully he's not going to like cover for the board like Arsene did for so many years, saying, now nah, I want to sell all my best players to my rivals and buy not as good players and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm happy with only signing Peter Cech and then the next year we end up, you know, Leicester win the league. Whereas if we'd have bought, you know, properly to at least three or four players, and I was all lifts and butts because the way we are, we probably get everyone injured. But, you know, if, if Arteta's going to, he seems like he's going to come out and call the, the board and that people out, which, fair enough, that is their job to back the manager. If they're not going to back the manager in the transfer window buying players, there's no point any manager entertaining Arsenal because they're not, they're not good. You know, managers will queue up to manage Arsenal. But they will not queue up to be made a scapegoat and made out you're not as good a manager as you thought because that's going to end up ruining your career if they do. So yeah, I'm glad he's calling them out. And and, and I think it's quite fascinating because we're so. When last did an Arsenal manager call out the board? Honestly, I mean Wenger never called out the board, did he? I mean, who 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 at Arsenal has been setting demands, setting? expectations the fans have even got used to the the fans have got to the point where we've just 
we got to the point where Wenger and Gazidos beat the lower expectations into the fans. So it's good to see someone at the club making demands, saying, if you want to move forward, you ha- this is what you have to do. You have to push. You have to be aggressive in the market. You ha- like Actually hearing someone say that is refreshing. I mean, the- Wenger did never, ever speak one word <laughs> against the board or to push the board or to, you know, everything Wenger Gazidis did was just to say, yeah, you know, top four is good. Be happy with what you get. There's no one in the market. You know, we tried yeah. all of the, I, I, I was, I'm, I, I'm, I just don't want to hear those words anymore, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think with Wenger, he was kind of slagging himself off if he did that though, wasn't he? Cause he was basically key to player recruitment. <laughs> but we did get Freddie. I'm sure Freddie in his five games, he definitely mentioned something about needing a what was it a bigger squad? Mm-hmm. He said something in his time. He kind of pushed that upwards. I, I can't remember what Emery did because he was because he sacked all of Emery's lot, and I think that was yeah. just Steve Bold and the kit man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely had a go with person that one. Arsenal to call out the board before that would have been Van Persie just before mm-hmm. he left us with that letter, which is. So think what you're wrong about him. He was right, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I can't. Yeah, as you say, I can't think of anyone else. Uh, Emery probably said it, but his press conferences were so bloody boring. They were plo- so bloody boring. I couldn't tell you what happened in those press conferences, <laughs> uh, other than "Good evening." I think everybody lost it after that, and no one took down notes. Um, but yeah, I think was there one more question in here? Uh, let's go for. Pete Colson's question as the final one. Hey, we also we've made a hundred thumbs up and one thumbs down. Uh, not sure who that one person is that doesn't think we're that great, but if it's for my moustache, I completely agree and it's justified. But it's not going; it's going to stay for longer. Um, yeah, from Pete Colson, who has also asked if I am the secret love child of Steve Wright. I wouldn't know; it's a secret. Uh, but yeah, question. I'll go to both you guys. Uh, I guess you first, Femi. Are you secretly happy at the prospect of no Europa League next season? No, 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 no. I, I think we need, I think we really need to get these. Um, we have to play in Europe. I mean, when, you, when you're going for, you have ambitions of signing some players, you can't. Expect a player to drop from Champions League um, to no Europe whatsoever. I think uh, people say, oh, well, Chelsea did it and this did it. They spent so much money. We are not a team that's going to spend a lot of money to attract players. And if your team has gone from Champions League to Europa League to no Europe, people are going to look at that. And, And no matter what we say, players, top players will say, hold on a minute, this club is just gradually going down and down and down. You, you just, we need it. You know, we need it for, let's not even talk about the money for the status. You have to be in Europe for status. And then what happens next when they bring, when you wait for bringing that, that other Europe, what is the Europa League two? Are we going to now drop into that? I mean, we really don't want to be doing stuff like that. We want to, we need to be in with the big boys. If you're out of Europe and they say, we're starting to, Super League, what's going to happen to Arsenal? We're not even going to be mentioned anymore. Yeah, what do you think, Nick, on that point as well? Yeah, similar to Femi. I mean, let's say when Man City, Man United and Chelsea had like one year out of 
Champions League. I think Chelsea finished 10th, didn't they? One yeah. season. But they went out and got Conte. They, I think they spent like over a hundred million on four or five players or three or four really good players. And then they won the league next season because people know Chelsea have got ambition. They're going to throw money around. They do not want, you know, they care about falling out of Europe and not winning things. Whereas, you know, our lot, I mean, this is going to be four years. I think that's official now because Man City's ban is overturned. I don't think, I don't think we can actually get any Champions League spot officially. So it's definitely going to be four seasons out of the Champions League. And if we're out of the Europa League, the only thing I've heard our club mention is, oh, we're a Europa League club on a Champions League budget with the wages. Well, if we fall out of the, you know, Europe altogether, they're just going to sell loads of players and not buy anyone. And yeah, if we're not going to, if we're not going to win a competition, I don't want us to bother with it, but I don't think that would have, I don't think the positives of only playing one game a week will outweigh what the boards and the Cronkies would do to the club by selling all players and not buying, you know, good enough players to get us back into the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I don't think we can, even though Europa League is like a lesser competition, if you're going to convince a Champions League quality player to do it, you can say, well, look, if we got into Champions League this season, we aren't, we are going to win it at all. We will get in the group stages, might get into the, you know, latter stages, you know, like we're used to on the Wenger, get to the round of 16, get knocked out, rinse and repeat. Uh, but at least with Europa League, you think we can get, especially under Arteta, get to the final again. And definitely push on from there and win the trophy and get the Champions League that way. Because it's going to be so tight again with this kind of top four situation. It'd be even tighter yeah. if Newcastle get bought out as well. Absolutely, because they're going to have a forward line with Mbappe in it from everything I've heard. Um, but yeah, uh, Danny and Jason have both shouted at me that we can't go on too long because Danny hasn't got 50p to put in the meter or something like that. Basically, he's he's he talked too much yesterday after saying he's not getting Chris on for the rest of the month because he can't afford it. He did it himself. So I've had to keep this under uh, an hour. So, yeah, if I'm sorry, you know, because we've got Liverpool. It was a great, great, uh, great result for us. I think we're all kind of shocked. I think that's why we're not as ecstatic as, you know, we, <laughs> we should be. Because it's just... Win. Yeah, but no one believed you, Nick. We thought you were being contrary. Oh, just the different. Leicester and Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just this game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyone who said they were, that we'd win was just being contrary until the point it happened. And then you'll just go, yeah, I totally meant it. No, we were getting smashed tonight and we somehow rolled out with a 2-1 win. It's been daylight robbery. Uh, Femi and Nick, thank you very much for joining. Cheers all. Thank you. Cheers, uh, the next podcast will be the post-game show for Man City. Jason hasn't done the lineups yet for that one. I can't tell who's on it. I know I'm not on it. Um, that's as far as I can tell you. So unfortunately, you won't see the moustache at the weekends. Uh, you might see it later in the week, though. So, yeah, thank you very much. If you can leave a like on the way out, that'd be much appreciated. 
we have been Burkamp Wonderland. We are now the greatest team the world has ever seen again an Arsenal <laughs> podcast. Uh, and I nearly hit the wrong button. Good night. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>